Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Hi, this is Graham Cook. I'm on tour in the UK, so I'm introducing a key member of our brilliant team. For 10 years, Alison Bowne has been my fellow explorer in all things Jesus. She is my creative partner in writing, speaking, and mentoring people in our brilliant TV community. Together, we've pioneered a dynamic relational learning style that uses life situations as a key part of personal development. The thing I like about that is it guarantees both encounters with God and the ongoing power of a transformational lifestyle. You can check it out on BTV. Alison is a really good thinker and an excellent teacher. So I'm sure you'll like her. I am so delighted to be on the podcast today. The journey of discovery, and we talk about this all the time, the journey of discovery in our brilliant community has already been so rich. And it's just, it's very exciting to think about where we go next. And one of my unique advantages in all of this is that I've been in the place of our listeners, hearing a teaching that really captured my heart, but then wondering how it could become part of my everyday life. So when you asked me to do the podcast, the first thing I thought of was encouraging our listeners with a key that's been essential in my life. And for me, that has been loving the learning. Loving the learning allows us to remain encouraged, even if we don't feel wildly successful yet in our growth and development. Maybe what we learned most was what not to do, or that while our previous learning was good, a situation has come up and now we realize there's new learning that needs to happen in our relationship with God for where we are now. The beauty of that is that when you can recognize the learning, you can discover a place of joy and comfort because even if you're not where you would hope to be, you're learning, you're practicing, and so you're growing. And that's always good news. A real key for me in this was when I realized and then had occasions to realize all over again just how committed God is to my learning and how passionately he is for us as we're growing into something new. God isn't in the background somewhere just randomly hoping you'll get it. Christ is in you, right in the middle of who you are and who you are becoming in him. He is totally and completely in this with you. And he is loving your learning. The thing is, not just on your best days, but every day. He knows the plans he has for you. And the encounters with his goodness and kindness in our lives are never limited by our situations, which is really helpful when an unexpected difficulty happens in life, but it is an absolute lifesaver when you realize that you're the author of your own difficulty on days. Okay, do you ever have days like that? Am I the only one? Where all of a sudden you realize that your ridiculousness has created the not so great situation you're in. 
it, it's that old insecurity or that uncertainty or and, and anxiety rises to the surface. And in that moment, you choose something less than what you know God would have chosen for you. You know what I've come to realize is behind all of those things, or certainly at least one of them, is it's fear. Fear that the work of Jesus or the Holy Spirit or the Father isn't enough. So the weight is on you to make up the difference. And that's what religion does. It acknowledges God and it talks about him, but it never completely trusts his love, his peace, or his goodness as complete and enough. What will convert your heart when when you feel that fear is the perfect love of God. Right then, right where you are, perfect love is always perfect. There are no weaknesses. There are no limitations. There's no weariness or impatience. It's perfect. And perfect love casts out fear. Imperfect, limited love of the the love of the world creates fear and striving. So even when it seems too good to be true based on our past experiences, the perfect love of God is the truth. So choose the perfect love of God for you when you're having a ridiculous day. See, here's the thing. God never delays his love of your learning until you're doing well in it. He is committed to you in every part, good, bad, or ugly, and especially when you feel afraid. When we're fearful, we can't learn. We learn in places where we feel safe and accepted. And you are accepted in the beloved. You're in Christ, absolutely loved. Because God absolutely loves you the same way he loves Jesus. That's why he put you into Christ. God just looks at you and says, I know, you're scared. You think I'm like the difficult people you've known, but I'm not. I'm here for your good. And I'm quite happy to prove myself to you so that you can be free of trying to prove yourself to me. Isn't that a beautiful thought? I love that thought. That God is standing in the middle of our lives saying, hey, I'm happy to prove myself to you so you can be free of trying to prove yourself to me. That truth is a bridge for us to cross over from unbelief, from that place of that it seems too good to be true, to becoming fully persuaded that he really is able to keep us, to protect us while we're learning so we can receive his love in that place and love the learning in return. Another truth that was a game changer for me was learning in the kingdom begins in the heart and mind of Christ in you, not in your natural eyes or logical brain. For most of us, our first learning environment was a classroom where we were taught with books and assignments. And there's something so tangible about a book, and the questions at the end of the chapter, and one right answer for each of them. I thrived in that environment, so much so that I was a school teacher for 20 years. But you know, one of the things I discovered was 
that experience hasn't served me particularly well in loving the learning with God. Okay, let me just pause for a moment. For all the listeners that may have not done particularly well in school, you often have an advantage over the rest of us that flourished in that really rather artificial environment. Your learning was often in the real world, in other things that you did well with, like sports or the arts or working with your hands or helping people. I mean, that list of creative ways of learning is pretty endless. And in many ways, it more accurately mirrors learning in the kingdom of God. Study is absolutely fine, and we're encouraged to be good Bereans. We need to know the scriptures, but head knowledge alone isn't three-dimensional or transformational without an encounter with the author and the finisher of our faith. Learning with God doesn't start in your natural brain. This is why Paul prayed for the Ephesians in um, chapter 1, verse 18. He prayed that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know, and that type of knowing means both by understanding and experience, what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Crazy as it sounds, your new creation heart in Christ has eyes, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So in the natural Our eyes see and our brains process and report to us what they perceive as real. In Christ, we're recreated to see with a different set of eyes, the eyes of our heart. And those eyes need to be enlightened so that we see God's reality first before our natural eyes and brain can make a case for why it doesn't make sense. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. When you look first with the eyes of your heart, either at a situation in your study, your first question from the eyes of your heart is, God, how do you see this? And what do you think of this? When that happens, you have the best starting point for loving the learning. But if you only try to learn who God really is and who you really are in Christ with your natural, logical brain, then it will be frustrating instead of life-giving. When I'm not loving the learning, when that feeling of frustration or I'm missing it, that love of the learning is elusive because often I'm trying to figure out with my head what can only truly be understood with the eyes of my heart and the mind of Christ. I'm being double-minded. I'm trying to put my limited brain and the mind of Christ in the same space. And I have discovered that just doesn't work. It, It really doesn't work. Your natural brain is logical and reasonable. And when it feels threatened, it works to find out how to protect or defend itself. It's fearful of what it doesn't understand, and so it resists. The eyes of your heart recognize God's presence no matter what is occurring because they see beyond the natural with faith and trust. When we're created anew in Christ, it's the perceptions of our spirit woman and man that rises up and renews our natural way of seeing and thinking. So if you find that you're not loving the learning, 
ask the Holy Spirit how he is seeing this and how he is thinking about it. And you'll be on your way to seeing more with the eyes of your heart first. The last truth I want to share with you, it's it's really a short and simple one. Always remember that the one who knows the truth and the way to live it, he loves living in you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? When you don't know the way, he does. He is the truth that is greater than the facts. He is the one. He will show you with the Holy Spirit how all of this becomes your life. Your learning isn't dependent on you. He's in charge of all your learning. You're in charge of your response. You can trust the Holy Spirit. He is the best teacher and helper. Teacher and helper is what Jesus called him. And he's the best one that you could ever have. And nothing can separate you from his love or his love of your learning. So this week, look for God's commitment to you in your learning and practice your awareness of his smile and a sense of his protection as you're growing. You're in a safe place to grow with him. And be as kind to yourself as he's being towards you as you're practicing and learning. Think about which eyes and which mind you're using most to see and think about God and yourself and your situations around you. Just become aware and let go of being in charge of your learning. If you're putting it all on your own shoulders, okay, let go and simply thank him that he's the one that's in charge. And then rejoice, feel the joy that your role is to follow. You're free of needing to lead. That's a great freedom. (laughs) I really hope that this encourages you in your learning. And thank you for being open-hearted to the symphony of voices that you're beginning to hear in the brilliant community and for who we're becoming together. Because one of the things that Graham, myself, and the entire team here knows to be true is that together we see more. We really appreciate getting to travel with you.